thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. From the top of my to head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad you're joining us today. And we have started a new series and we don't know how long it's going to take to get through it, but it's going to be good. You don't want to miss it. We say this, go back and watch episode one of this series. And I don't even think it, I don't know if it's, yeah, it's probably called part one. But you'll need to watch it yeah. if you weren't able to. And because we're going to, each episode is just going to build further and further. And you're going to, you're going to receive the greatest benefit if you're able to watch every episode. Um, I'm going to be ministering about something, an experience I had when I went to St. Petersburg, Russia in the year 2018. It was really God telling us and talking to us about how to cooperate with him to operate in the full measure of the anointing that belongs to this last day era. Because it's not just ministers or pastors, those that are occupy a pulpit ministry that need to be skillful, the body of Christ, the whole body of Christ needs to be skillful yes. with the anointing. Amen. Amen. So we're going to be ministering about that. I'm saying some preliminary things before I talk about what Jesus said to me that night. He came into my hotel room and for the next hour he spoke to me. He told me to put it in a book form because it's for the era. It's not just for me. And so um, it's called the price of the double portion anointing. So this is what we're going to take some real time over the next episodes and minister out of it. Every believer has an anointing that, that abides within and we need to become more skillful with that. That anointing that abides within does not increase, but our skill toward it increases. Our sensitivity toward that anointing within increases. This is why I would say the book is so important for every believer. It's even though it does specify talking about those who are in fivefold ministry, the same principles work true for every believer. You know, God doesn't expect more of his preachers than he does of his, of his sheep. Well, he expects us all to walk in the light of the word, all of us. And so uh, those who occupy fivefold offices may have different responsibilities, but we should all be doers of the word. And so this book is really teaching us how to be a doer of the word in such a way that the anointing of God is not hindered in our life, but it's able to work unhindered. Amen. Do I believe that everyone is going to have a double portion anointing up on them? No. As I said, um, every believer has an anointing within, but for those in ministry, there's a different, uh, there's a different operation of the anointing that comes upon. That's to minister. That's to empower those who occupy a ministry office or a fivefold office, either an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, uh, that anointing enables them, the anointing that comes upon enables them to be effective in that office. But every believer 
even though you're in fivefold ministry, your own life is going to be living, uh, lived off not your, the anointing that's upon, but the anointing that's within. That's right. When you're a pastor, you can't live off the anointing that's upon you for your own life. It, yeah. You have to live off the anointing yes. within you, yeah. just like yeah. every other believer. Yes. Yes. Amen. The anointing that comes upon for ministers, those who are in fivefold ministry can be increased. Mm-hmm. Will everyone, will every minister walk in a double portion? No, because there are certain requirements for right, that. Yes, right. And if I could say this, um, even believers that do not stand in the fivefold ministry, they don't need a double portion anointing upon them for what God's called them to. Right. You see, so it, it's, it's as it's needed, but I will say this and restating what we said in the first episode, uh, that the anointing, the double portion anointing can only come upon a man who followed another yes. man closely yes. throughout, throughout his entire life. Yes. Yes. When the, when the first man, so to speak, the, the teacher instructor leaves the earth then that, that person who was a student to them will walk in their, their own anointing, but then they can also receive of the anointing that, that their former yes. teacher yes. left behind. Yes. Why? Because the anointings that are for the earth don't go back to heaven. No, that's right. Right. They Amen. stay in the earth and yes. someone will walk in it. Yes. Amen. Amen. So not everyone, just making, making sure people understand this. When I say price of the double portion anointing, not everyone will walk in this, yes. even of ministers. Yes. Um, but the principles of how to be effective in the anointing within you or upon you are the same for everyone. Yes. So that's why I teach this. Amen. Um, one minister told at the time when he was a little boy that he, large family and his family had gone out for a short time and they locked the, they locked the house behind him. They didn't realize he wasn't with them. <laughs> a lot of kids, you know, <laughs> and they, they, he accidentally got left behind, but he, they were only gone for a real short time. The door was locked. He wasn't in any kind of danger. But he said, I kept hitting and hitting against that door trying to get, and he says, I ended up bruising my hands trying to get that door open. When he said, a few minutes later, I heard the key and they unlocked it. And I I had fallen asleep. He said, finally, I got wore myself out, (laughs) fell asleep by the door. And he said, I later awoke to the sound of the key in that door and the door opened. And he said, I realized all I needed was a key. See, people can wear themselves out doing the wrong thing, trying to make something work. That's right. But when we have knowledge, these are keys that just unlock things for us so that we're not wearing ourselves out trying to trying to make something happen without the key. Amen. So how many of you know the word shows us how to be effective? And so God is showing us and so we can and will continue to show us keys for this era. So that we don't live, we we shouldn't be struggling in this era. We should become skillful. Amen. Amen. Um, Know this, uh, every single one of us need to learn how to cooperate with God's power. The anointing is the power of God. Every single one of us need to be skillful in cooperating with that power. Jesus paid the price to make all the power we need available to us. Right? But there is a learning we must go through to become skillful with that. We're not earning the power. The power belongs to us, but we still can't benefit unless we become skillful 
with that power. Why? Because the function, the operation of that power doesn't operate automatically. Someone has to cooperate with that power for it to work. So this is why it's important for me to teach what Jesus taught to me in that experience on the double portion anointing. Not because everyone walks under the double portion anointing, but because there are, there's keys and skills we can learn so that we can cooperate with the power of God so that our own lives can receive of that power. And then not only that, in, in, in services, church services, yes. uh, conventions or wherever the body of Christ is gathered together, we can have greater results right. in those services. Right. Um, one time dad Hagen was with, uh, brother Norval Hayes. Brother Norval Hayes was a, <clears throat> a close friend of brother Hagen's and strong healing ministry as long, uh, along with dad Hagen. And dad Hagen was driving down the, down the road in the car and Brother Norval was sitting in the passenger seat. And um, they stopped at a red light and a man came walking across the crosswalk on crutches. And it wasn't just from a broken leg. You could tell it was something that, an ongoing condition, some kind of paralysis Mm -hmm. or some kind of injury. And um, so Brother Norval said to Brother Hagen, he asked him a question. He said, is it the will of God to heal that man? And Brother Hagen said, Yes, it's the will of God if someone will pay the price. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. people would say, what did he mean by somebody paying the price? Didn't Jesus already pay the price for everyone's healing? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus paid the price for power. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we pay the price of learning how to cooperate with yes. the power. And if people don't learn how to cooperate with that power, the power that Jesus purchased, we don't benefit from as we ought. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So Brother Hagen knew Jesus paid the price for his healing, but we pay the price of becoming skillful with healing anointing, with healing power, how to receive it for ourselves, but also how to minister it to someone else. Now, Um, God's power that blesses humanity has to have a channel to flow through. That's you. That's me. That's fivefold ministers also. All of us can become channels of the power of God to flow through. And we need to. Why? Because our own family is going to need the benefits of the power of God. And as a parent, as someone uh, head of that household, you need to become skillful so that you can become a channel that God can bless your children through what you know of his power. Amen. By learning God's power and becoming skillful with it, we're of greater use to God. And it matters that God has someone who knows how to flow with him. And all of us can know that. That's not just left to the fivefold ministers. Amen. Why? Because power doesn't manifest or flow automatically. Someone has to know how to cooperate with it and, and, be, a con- and be a channel it can be conducted through. Amen. Think about electricity. Um, we, of course, lights, electricity, uh, light bulbs, all this. Latter part of the 1800s or so, around the time that came into into use, but that electrical power didn't just arrive on the earth then. It's been here all along. The atmosphere has always been charged with electrical power, 
But what was the problem? Man's side. Man didn't have the knowledge. Man didn't have the skill. Man had not yet learned how to access that power, how to uh, harness that power, how to uh, conduct it, send it on purpose to certain locations. Well, electrical power is, if I could say this, a natural representation a weak representation, Mm -hmm. but still a representation of power Mm -hmm. compared to God's anointing, which is far greater power. But it shows us just as man had to learn to become skillful with electrical power, man has become skillful with divine power, the anointing. And every single one of us need to do that. Power requires skill. Not God's skill, man's skill. It requires it. It cannot function and operate without it. That's what we saw about electrical power. Although that electrical power had been here, they didn't benefit for almost 2,000 years. And now when men started learning how to cooperate with power, look at the the layers and the levels of benefit that have come because of it. Amen. Amen. Now, the greater the power, the greater the degree of skill is required. You understand that? The greater the power, the greater the degree of skill. Now, you can have your eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old child, you can give them the cord on a lamp and say, go plug that in, and they can plug that in. Mm -hmm. Very small flow of power. You don't do that with your car. And say to the eight-year-old, go out and start my car and back it up and, you know, get it ready for me this morning. For deli- no, no, that's more power there. Right? Greater degrees of power require greater levels of skill. Why do we in the body of Christ not always experience the measure of power we should. It's not on God's side. It's on man's side becoming skillful. God can flow with the power that we're skillful with. The degree of power will flow based on our degree of skill. Not just the preacher, every believer. Every believer. There's anointing that abides within you, powers in you. Become skillful with that. It will Transform. It will change your life every day of your life. Yes. Amen. It destroys every yoke. Yes. The anointing, that, that anointing that's within you will destroy every yoke. Yes. Amen. Amen. It, it's, it's amazing what that power will do, but you have to learn what it will do. Have to be skillful so that we don't hinder the flow of that power, but we give way to the flow of that power. And even so that it can flow in a greater degree. Amen. Amen. To have a full measure of power, we have to have a full measure of skill. We can't bring a minimal measure of skill and say, why aren't we having a full measure of power? Because the power can only flow to the skill of the one operating it. Cooperating with it. God operates it, but we cooperate with it. So it's his operation and our cooperation with that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, let me see. I want to, I want us to go to Luke chapter one. We're still not going to get to what Jesus said to me (laughs) when he visited me in that hotel room. We're still not going to get to that. You're going to have to come back to the next episode, but we've got to say some of these things to lay the groundwork. 
um, the next episode come and watch. Now, don't turn off now because we're still going to say some things. But Luke chapter 1, verse 17, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Classic Translation. Um, and he himself, it's talking about the forerunner. John the Baptist was assigned by God, sent by God mm -hmm. to prepare the way for Jesus. Is that not right? You say, yes, how did he yes. prepare the way for Jesus? He announced yeah. what's coming yeah. so that when Jesus came, people are going, we've been looking for right. you. Yeah. We've been right. expecting you That's rather right. than what are you talking about? Right. You right. see, so John the Baptist was proclaiming, announcing yes. Jesus was yes. coming and what that would look like right. and what could be received yeah. because of it. So this was, this is referring Lucas in this writing is speaking of John the Baptist and says he himself, uh, and he will himself go before him. So John the Baptist will go before Jesus. Look at this in the spirit and power of Elijah. We're talking about the anointing, mm -hmm. the anointing mm -hmm. to turn back the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient and incredulous and unpersuadable to the wisdom of the upright, which is the knowledge and holy love of the will of God in order, look at this, to make ready for the Lord a people. This is what John the Baptist's job description was, to make ready for the Lord a people. Well, Jesus is coming again. Yes. And we need to be a people that are ready. Yes. Yes. Amen. John the Baptist was sent so that to help ready the people. Right. Well, in this last day revival, we're, we need to be ready. Yes. Jesus yes. is coming. Yes. Amen. 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 Now, I like what the Amplified says about John the Baptist, what he did to help make ready for the Lord a people. Look at this. Perfectly prepared in spirit, mm -hmm. adjusted and disposed and placed in the right moral state. Look at that. That this is the kind of mindset and flow of people that would receive of Jesus and move with him. Welcome him. Amen. So this last phrase stands out to me. In order to make ready for the Lord a people perfectly prepared in spirit, adjusted and disposed and placed in the right moral state. This is, this has to be in place for last day anointing. Yes. Amen. 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 Let's look at those four things real quickly. Number one, I see the word perfectly prepared. Look at this perfectly prepared in our spirit. Yes. If you're born again, you have a right spirit in you. Yes. You have a right spirit. Yes. Now let that feature of your being dominate you. Amen. To be perfectly prepared. Or we could say this matured even, couldn't we? Uh -huh. Yeah. The, the second word here says adjusted. Do you know, even though the life of God is on the inside of us, we need to adjust some things in our thinking, yes. in our speaking, yes. in our doing, because yes. those adjustments have something to prepare, have something to do to prepare for Jesus coming. That's right. Amen. Amen. I don't want to be left out. I don't want to be left behind out of the strongest flow God offers me in this hour. Yes. Amen. Number three, the word is disposed, which is defined as to, it means this, the definition, to put in a particular or proper order or arrangement. Mm -hmm. Adjust by arranging the parts to put in a particular or suitable place to make fit or ready to prepare. You know, that's what a mechanic does on a car. 
he puts he he's he puts things where they fit. Yes. Why? So that when the driver gets in, the car functions. Right. <laughs> the car operates. Yeah. It starts. Yeah. If the car doesn't start, something is not is not uh, in place as it ought to be. Something isn't working right. right. Well, it's the same thing with the body of Christ. We need to be in our, in our place. The the Bible tells us that God, God set us in the body as it pleased him. God set us. What's that mean? We have a place. We need to be in our place, functioning in our place. Why? Because we're getting ready for Jesus coming back. Brother, the engine's going to roar here, Uh, right? We need things to be in place. That involves us, that we're in our proper place. We're doing what God is telling us to do. We're serving in our local church. You say, yeah, how do I get in my place? Well, first of all, you have to be hooked up to where God tells you to hook up and you need to have a pastor. I said, you need to have a pastor. There's no such thing as safe sheep without a shepherd. You have a sheep and he has no shepherd. He's not safe. He's not cared for. As he, well, Jesus is watching out over me. Then why did he give apostles, prophets, yeah, yeah. evangelists, pastors, teachers? Yeah. Why? Because Jesus is all we needed for our redemption, but to grow up and yeah. mature spiritually, we yeah. need the help of these fivefold offices. Yes. And primarily, we need the office of the pastor yeah. because all the other four offices are to assist the pastor in his great work of caring for the sheep. Yeah. Now, did you get that? The pastor is the primary need of every sheep. And the other four, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, and teacher are to assist the pastor in his great work of caring for the sheep. Amen. Amen. Every sheep needs a shepherd. Uh, I'm reminded of something that Jesus said to Dad Hagen on one occasion. When they first started um, their Bible school, they were counseling different ones. And um, not only that, there were people coming to healing school and they were counseling different ones in healing school. And um, Jesus asked him a question one time. And uh, he said, first of all, he said, you have gotten off course in the sense of um, you're, you've become a counseling center. And he said, um, Jesus said to Brother Hagen, he said, people, sheep need to be counseled in their own sheepfold. Yeah. Right. That means their own pastor needs to be counseling right. them, yes. not just someone, uh, a prayer partner. Mm-hmm. They're in healing school. People would come to the healing school that had, they attended other churches mm-hmm. and they had gotten into counseling. And so Jesus, now listen to what Jesus said. He said, sheep need to be counseled in their own sheepfold. That for me, I won't counsel someone else that belongs to another pastor. It's not my, not my place. Just like I don't want the neighbor down the road trying to parent my child. It's not appropriate. Now they can tell me, Hey, your child's out in the road, but it's up to me as a parent to deal with my children. I need to deal with my children. Pastors need to deal with their own congregations and congregations need to allow themselves to be dealt with, trained and taught by their own pastor and counseled by their own pastor. And so Jesus said, he said, sheep need to be counseled in their own sheepfold. And he said, you don't counsel another man's sheep. Right. Right. 
And then Jesus went on to say, if the people that come to you with problems don't have a shepherd, he said, that is their problem. Now listen to what Jesus said. That is their problem. Mm -hmm. If they're having financial problems, if they're having marital problems, if they're having physical problems, but they don't have a pastor, that is their problem. That's why all these other problems are in place because they lack the care that comes through a shepherd's anointing, a shepherd's office, a pastor's office. Amen. Amen. So when it talks about to be disposed, it means to be put in a particular proper order and arrangement. Every sheep needs a shepherd. You need a pastor. God will direct you to one. If there's not one in your community, pray. Believe God to send a pastor to your community or or move to get where there is a shepherd because that's worth keeping your your family safe. But... um, it's so important that everyone have a pastor and they be plugged into their local church and they're serving. That's how we're properly placed in the body. Amen. Amen. And God sets us in the body as it pleases him. Why? Because that's where we'll function best. That's where we'll be the greatest benefit and bring the greatest benefit to the body. If we're not plugged in, what help are we to the body? If we're not serving in a local church, how are we being a blessing to the body? Well, I stay at home and pray. Well, you need to show up and bring your body. Right. I mean, it's like, it's like a student saying, I just study at home. Yeah, but you need to show up so that you can get instruction from the teacher at school. You can't be, you can't be educated the same without being present with your teacher. The fourth thing here in this passage is be in a right moral state. Moral excellence is a flow of the life of righteousness. It's a companion of faith. To have faith, right moral excellence has to be in place. It's a required to walk out the plan of God. So these are things that we're going to be addressing when we talk about this book, The Price of the Double Portion Anointing, because it's not just about how to increase the anointing. It's about how to flow with the anointing that's in you as a believer. Because I tell you what, any given day, we need to learn how to draw on that anointing that abides within. Why? Because that anointing is the power of God to help us in everyday life. Amen. Amen. So what Jesus said will help get us ready for his return. Amen. Amen. And it'll help us to live ready to cooperate with that power every single day. Amen. Amen. Well, as we've said, we're going to be ministering out of the book, The Price of the Double Portion Anointing. We want you to get your copy. There is so much in this and we want you to take your time. I still feed through it almost every day. I read a portion of it just for my own life. And it's such a help to adjust and help me to stay ready. Uh, You can go to our website at JesusTheHealer.org and you can order your copy there. Purchase that copy and we'll get it right out to you. And remember this until next time, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this book, The Price of the Double Portion Anointing, Nancy Dufresne gives clarity on how we are to walk successfully in this era. It instructs those in the ministry, but also brings instruction to every believer in helping them to fulfill the will of God for their lives. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's book, A Supernatural Prayer Life, you will learn how prayer moves the plan of God forward. As we take time to pray in the Spirit, clarity of His plan for our lives comes. 
Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you have received a healing or have any other testimony to share with us as a result of this broadcast, we would love to hear about it. Please call us, write us, or contact us through our website. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.